at the plotting show, we always believe in giving you the reasons why you need to do things in terms of gardening, because if you understand why the problem occurs, then you can find solutions that will suit you better or you actually just make a better job of, of what you're doing. So today I've just thought I'd just run through soil. Soil is the breadbasket of the world. Without soil, we'd all be dead, wouldn't we? Let's face it. So soil is really important. If nothing can grow, then insects can't feed, nothing can pollinate, animals can't feed off the vegetation. If animals can't feed and plants can't grow, we end up with you know, no life on this planet. So soil is vital. It is, it is what keeps us all alive. And it comes in different flavors, basically. You need to know what flavor the soil is in your garden for you to get the plants to grow really well. Now, I know a lot of people make an awful lot of fuss about the soil pH and getting the exact soil right and everything else. But most of us, when we've got a garden, you know, we're not going to spend a lot of time in working out what type of soil we've got. And we're not going to spend an awful lot of time in perfecting the soil. Most of us are just going to get some plants and want to put them in the soil and hopefully they'll grow. But if you've got an idea roughly of the type of soil you've got and the problems and the issues it may cause your plants, then generally you can buy the right plants and it'll help you get a better garden. So I thought I'd just quickly run through. You've got two flavors of soil and you've got six types of soil. So the two flavors of soil, you have acid soils and you have alkaline soils. Okay, somewhere in that pH, you know, the, the, when we had the litmus test, you've got acidine, you've got alkaline, and the best soil is a neutral soil. Acid soils tend to favor rhododendrons, azaleas, camellias, and, and heathers. And they tend to occur in Scotland and more mountainous places. Places if you've got peat around, heather, heather moorland, that sort of thing, you're more likely to have a slightly more acidic soil. Most of the soil in the UK, especially, is alkaline. Only really the acid loving plants that won't thrive on alkaline soil. The rest of it you don't really need to worry about. So it's only if you want to grow azaleas and rhododendrons and camellias really well, you need to actually think about, you need to acidify the soil that you've got. And then we've got the types of soil. So you've got poor soil, sandy soil, clay, stony, waterlogged soil, and a loam. So what are these? Well, a poor soil is characterized by a number of factors, but generally they're fairly pale in color. The soil will be compacted and it will be hard. And if you look at it, it, it won't look alive. You won't see worms. You won't see very many invertebrates crawling around in there. You can't push a metal fork into the ground very easily. You've got to jump up and down. It's a bit like concrete. To improve that, you need to break up the soil because if it's easy to push a fork in, then it's easy for roots to push their way through the soil. And you do that by adding a layer of fiber. And then you also need to add some food because there's not a lot of life in the soil. So there's not a lot of anything to eat. So you need to add a good 10 centimeters layer of manure and compost. And you have to dig this in because you haven't got worms in the soil that will come up and help you take it down. Now, the best way to characterize a sandy soil is if you get a clump of the soil in your hand and you squeeze it together and you let go, it still stays crumbly. Now, sandy soils are great, 
but the, the main trait of a sandy soil is that it drains really easily. So you don't get waterlogged soil, which is fine. But the problem is that if water drains through really quickly, then the plants that you put into that soil have got to be able to suck the water up faster than the soil the water will drain through. Otherwise, they simply can't get a drink. And it also means as well, because the water washes through the soil really quickly, it washes the nutrients out of the soil really quickly as well. You need to add fibres that will absorb moisture and will hold moisture in the soil. Because that way, even when it rains, the fibres will expand, hold the moisture, and then the roots have a little time to get the water out and suck the nutrients out. Stony soils, obviously I won't explain to you what a stony soil looks like, I'm sure you can work that one out. But again, like a sandy soil, the water will drain away really quickly. There's not a lot of soil to hold that moisture. So on top of it being a real pain to dig through, these soils will dry out quite quickly. And again, because the water runs through the soil very quickly, you know, the nutrients in the soil get washed out. But because soils are really difficult to dig, I'm not going to suggest that you actually add lots of compost and nutrients to the soil because you can't. You just can't dig it. So you have to either put plants in pots on that soil or you need to use plants that thrive in really thin soils. So things like grasses, lavenders, thymes and lots of other shallow rooted plants. Clay soils, on the other hand, are made up of tiny, tiny particles. And what they tend to do is they bake up. We've all seen them. The ground bakes hard in the, in the summer and it cracks. Or in the winter, it gets really claggy and waterlogged. And this is because the water can't drain out as quickly. And also because the particles are so tiny and so close together, they compact very easily. But clay soils can be quite fertile. To improve a clay soil, if it's causing you a problem, you can't dig it, what you really need to do is add a medium that stops the particles from getting so close together. So you need to add fibre, basically, to the soil to prevent it from clumping. This can be as a ground conditioner or a well-rotted compost. You can generally sort of put that on and keep adding compost year on year. Gradually all the worms underneath will come up, get the hold of the compost and will take it down for you and you will improve the soil that way. Now waterlogged soils can be clay soils but basically what they're doing is they have a problem with drainage. We all tend to have that boggy bit in the garden. It may be the hollow in the garden or it may be that the water table rises up and just the water sits on the surface. And so the soil does become very compacted. Now, if you do have areas that are going to be waterlogged, then obviously having plants that can cope with living in a puddle is really important, which generally will be your water-based marginal type plants. But if you put horticultural grit in when you are planting something, if you know that area is a bit waterlogged, then that will help the, the water drain away or just sit away from the roots. But better than that, really, actually, probably, if you've got really waterlogged soil, build raised beds and just plant into the raised beds. The last soil type, then, is a loam, which is basically your, you know, your premier league of soil. So it's dark, it smells woody and earthy, it's crumbly, you can put a fork and a spade through it easily. If you look at it, it will be alive. It will have worms in it, it'll have invertebrates. It will have rotting down leaf debris. It will have bits in it. 
Now this is a really healthy ecosystem. This is the ideal soil. And if you've got plants, you can put them in there. They will be really happily growing away. But I would just say as a word of warning, if you do have a beautiful, rich, nutritional loam to plant into, don't plant plants that say that they're vigorous because it's like giving rocket fuel to something, they'll romp away. You want to leave the really, really, really fast growing plants out of a loamy type soil.